You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hello there. This is episode 29 of the 515 Podcast. Thank you so much for uh, downloading and listening today. This is Jason Priestmeyer, uh, hosting here again with John Wayne. And um, I don't have a segue. John, how are you? <laughs> how are things going on this uh, short week before Thanksgiving? Uh, is it is it easier because it's shorter? Or is it everything more compressed? I think I know the answer. You know, it's pretty relative. Everything kind of uh, compressed in those three days. Yeah, everything's pretty compressed. There's a lot going on. Um, it's a, it's a great holiday for pastors. Yeah, because it's not surrounded by a, a religious That's true yeah. celebration, and so and it's in the middle of the week, and yeah. so we we actually do. <laughs> get to enjoy some time off, and yeah. so that's good. Um, but it is busy getting ready for um, Advent. Uh, so the the very week after Advent rolls in, and yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those days that you're like, I'm so glad they're here and trying to enjoy yeah. them because as soon as you get back to the office of work, yeah, uh, it's just gonna be like a waves crashing yeah. into you. But man, I gotta tell you, I'm thankful and uh, love what I do, and so as busy as things can be. It's a lot of fun to get to do many different things. This is a lot of fun for me to do this podcast. Oh, so me too. I'm glad. In the that. spirit of yeah. Thanksgiving, I'm <laughs> All thankful. Right. Cool. This is on the list. What are y'all doing this week? We are um, we're trying something different. After Thanksgiving, instead of the shopping, which we always avoid anyway, we're yeah. going to go camping. Oh, snap. Family camping trip out uh, west of here somewhere. That's Stop awesome. State Park and... I haven't been camping in many years since yeah. the days of the Adventure Princesses with the Y. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to rely on all those uh, memories on what I'm supposed to do. But yeah. uh, it doesn't matter because it's happening on Thursday Yeah, after, okay. after Thanksgiving. So Good. Yeah, we're looking forward to... So if you don't come back, it's because... It was so awesome and I don't know. Okay. I it's not lottery. because you got eaten by a bear or something or you, or you starved because you didn't know what you were doing. No, I know the old story of I'm not if, if bear's chasing me... Yeah. I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun oh, the, yeah. the other person. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is your family, but no big deal. That's why it's not going to happen. That's yeah, why I can, yeah, okay. I can joke, right. joke about it. All right. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, so let's jump Let's jump into where we were at this past week. This was one of those, I like to call them bubble episodes, because yeah. they're not a part of a big series. Right. And like you, you've said during the sermon, you can kind of pick a topic that you want to preach about yeah. and tell that story. And you picked Ruth. Yeah. And... Um, that was interesting because you kind of asked me a lot of questions and I kind of paid a little closer attention this time, I think, than, yeah. and uh, came up with some observations. So yeah. uh, let's see how, how that uh, kind of... Yeah, we stole, we told the whole story. I mean, we covered an entire book really of the Bible in a sermon. So if you, didn't, if you didn't see that Sunday, then you should definitely check out the sermon podcast. But uh, yeah, we told the whole story. It was, it was fun. Um, the the motivation I had behind that is in one of my Old Testament classes, I had to do a whole project oh, okay. on the book. And yeah. so I spent um, many hours mm-hmm. uh, in the book of Ruth. And so... How many do you think you spent? Probably 80 to 100. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so, well, I wrote I wrote like six different giant okay. research okay. papers uh-huh. on the that short four-chapter book alone. Yeah. 
And so there's a lot there. It may not seem like it when you first read it. So there's, I mean, this is good for the listener. If they're thinking about going into seminary and want to know what that takes. Yeah. Um, one book of the Bible, <laughs> you have to write four papers. To yeah. Take two, yeah. Two That's just weeks. one. That was just one this of my classes. Class. Not all the classes are that way. Oh, okay. This was one of the more intensive Old Testament exegesis classes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's probably more than our listener needs to know. But yeah, it was, well, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Like by the end of it, as hard as that was, by the end of it, like I just, I felt like Ruth was a friend of mine, you know, like, (laughs) so that's really neat. So anyways, I, I put a lot of research into it. So I wanted to, um, you do that in a sermon and we could do a whole series on Ruth, but, um, I tried to do a flyby on, you know what, if there's enough feedback or demand from the listener, we could do a whole podcast. There you go. A whole whole series on it. All right. There's your gauntlet being thrown down. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) there's your challenge. If you want to give us some feedback, um, Podcast uh, podcasts at kingwoodumc.org. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Email us. Yep. So, what do you want to talk about? So, it occurred to me after you just kind of started. We were reading through the. You were reading through the uh, the scripture during the service, and I'm listening. I'm like, wait a minute. This sounds like an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, not oh well, a little bit, uh, kind of in the in the the topic matter but but just the whole all the names you're throwing out in the relationships and the genealogy you know? yeah. and I'm like it reminded me of an episode of insert any TV show right, like Game right. of Thrones is classic right. right? this new character shows up on screen yeah. and two or three and they're talking going back and forth you're like why, where did these people come from yeah. out of nowhere right. and why am I supposed to care but then after it pays off because after a few episodes and you, you kind of their story builds and unfolds in front of you mm-hmm. and now you see whoa, wait a minute, this person is related to who? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was, uh, struck me as just like yeah, a really so cool tie-in. The book is is really unique because um, it's it's a narrative. Um, it's not like a lot of the old, other Old Testament books, actually a lot of the books of the whole Bible, mm-hmm. you don't really get to see a whole story play out like this. Yeah. Um, you, get, you get bits and pieces of it, right? We get, um, we get the... Exodus Moses story and we get to follow Joshua around and we get to uh, follow David a little bit but this really take like goes way in from uh, into a small small view and zooms way in on a few characters and develops their whole story and then just throws a bunch of first character development in there we don't yep. get that all over the place no nope. and then the other was we get these themes and we get these plot twists all over the place which are pretty awesome and so that's why there's so much you can do it reads like a bedtime story <laughs> and yet the yeah. author is weaving in all kinds of incredibly impactful uh, theological themes in here mm-hmm. that you may not catch on your first reading of it. And so it's really interesting. And so we we could talk about some of those plot twists. Yeah. Now, for the listener that, that wasn't with us Sunday or you don't know the story well, I encourage you to go, go read. It won't take you very long to read through the book of Ruth, but it's a story of, of, of a woman uh, and her family, Naomi and her family, who, uh, well, her husband and two sons, they begin to um, starve. There's a famine in the land, so they leave home, they leave Israel, and they go into a, a, a community, This they go to Moab, and when they're there, tragedy strikes, and husband dies. The two sons marry um, two women named Ruth and Orpah, mm-hmm. and then eventually those two sons die, and so now Naomi... Naomi is widowed and has no children, and Ruth and Orpah are there, the two daughter-in-laws. 
but there's no men in a patriarchal society. That is a huge problem. Yeah. Like they cannot provide for themselves. They don't have many rights in the structure of society. Mm-hmm. And and in preaching and teaching this, this is in no way justifying patriarchal society, but it is what the it ancient what context right, was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's some things that God uses in the midst of that that we can learn about um, and it can teach us even in today. And so um, then, so Naomi and Ruth head back to Bethlehem to try and provide for themselves and figure something out. Uh, they they are able to gather up some food, but they're in, long story short, need a kinsman redeemer, which mm-hmm. is an Old Testament idea that the patriarch or the, the closest standing male in the family is responsible and has the right to redeem a widow or a child, if it's a widow, to take her in as a wife and to to bring her in so that she can be part of a family again, so that she has rights to inheritance and the family line can continue and all of these things. It's a really rich visual that we see take place in, in the book of Ruth. And Ruth goes looking for a kinsman redeemer. They meet this this knight shining, shining armor named Boaz. Boaz redeems them, brings them into the family at a great cost. He buys them mm-hmm. um, and purchases the right uh, for them for by buying their land Lander that was land, in their yeah. family, and then marries Ruth mm-hmm. at a great cost. He gives a future to to Ruth and Naomi, um, and there's some neat twists that come in all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this is one of those examples that I'm sure there's just tons and tons in the Bible that our listener can just think of one or. Um, even in their own lives of God, like working behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it seems like, okay, so they met Boaz and they got married and, right. you know, what's the big deal? But that's right. kind of where that genealogy that is at the very end of the book yeah. comes into play. And that gets interesting. Yeah. So, quickly. yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. First, first you need to see, as you read the book, God's hardly mentioned at all. Right. Uh, the narrative kind of throws him in there a little bit. Uh, Boaz says a prayer, but God is not mentioned as directing any of these this plot at all. Like it's just a story working out, mm-hmm. and and in some of the twists that take place, what we see is that God's actually working behind the scenes to bring something truly beautiful out of something completely tragic and horrible that takes yeah. place in the beginning. So the beginning, there's nothing but death. There is no children that come from Ruth and Orpah. They're not able able to have any children. They're mm-hmm. married for ten years. Mm-hmm. And they're not able to have kids. That's tragic. Then all the men die. They have they don't know what to do. Orpah decides to go back to her family. Ruth decides to stay with Naomi. They don't even know where they're going to find food. And then at the end of it, you see that they're redeemed by Boaz. They're given all of his inheritance are brought into the family and then Ruth is able to have a child and what we find out is even though she was barren in the beginning now she's able to have a child and that child this genealogy pops in the last uh, four verses of the whole book of the, of, of this book of uh-huh. Ruth has a genealogy that shows that their child is the grandfather of King David and that's huge That's wow. that means God has been working through their circumstances working through Ruth's obedience and Naomi and working through everything that's happening, working through Boaz, but bringing and redeeming the very tragedy that took place in the book. Mm -hmm. And so that, that leads me to think about, and maybe the listeners thinking about where is God working behind the scenes in your life? Especially if you've gone through something really difficult or you've struggled through something like, have we been able to get through that and look back and go, man, God was 
at work in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope so. I hope that we're able to do that because I believe that he does, that he does work behind the scenes. And that's that's a huge thing. The other, the other cool theme that I want to bring up is that this story is in the context of the book of Judges. So the very first verse says, in the time when the judges were ruling, yeah. this is the story of Ruth and Naomi. And it goes on and tells a story. Well, what we know from the book right before Ruth, the book of Judges, mm-hmm. is that that's when all chaos was happening. Mm-hmm. Israel, The Israelites continued to do what, was, what they thought was right in their own sight, and they continued to walk away from God, and it led to murder, it led to um, sexual sin, it led to idolatry. It was awful. I mean, it was really bad. The last two chapters of Judges are a train wreck. Yeah. Um, but the reoccurring theme is there's no king. We don't have a king. Like, what are we going to do? There's no one to lead us, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And then you got Ruth in the time of the judges ruling. Here's the story of mm-hmm. Ruth and Naomi. And then at the very end, you have the grandfather of David that's coming in this line who is going to be the king that is the man after God's own heart, the king that they were crying out for in the time of judges. And so God is weaving together his narrative, uh, even if we are not able to acknowledge it or Mm -hmm. see that. It's it's a beautiful thing. That's so awesome. Because, you know, a lot of times when we think we're going through hard times and, you know, and you just pray for God to take care of it. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't necessarily get an immediate response. And that's kind of the the takeaway that, you know, you have to have patience and faith. Right. And, and this is one of those examples of where it, it took a long time for this yeah. kind of to play out. Yeah. And, and God was there the whole time. Yeah. Even though they didn't maybe see it or, you know, think about that. I guess. Right. And the other, the other thing that I think comes out of the story that gets me wondering and dreaming a little bit is, is God is not simply someone who... Um, like a clockmaker makes the clock mm-hmm. and then just lets the world play out on its yeah. own. Like he's intricately involved in what's happening. The other thing is, is he hasn't predetermined everything that's going to happen. Right. I think that God has, has left some variability mm-hmm. so that his children can, can act with free will and can make decisions, can be obedient, can make sacrifices and determine and work with God's mission yeah. and, and goals and, and his vision for the world. And those can can work together. And we see that happen, that God um, is at work, but it's also people making some hard decisions and sacrificing for family and things like that that play into the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've talked about this on this show before, this show, this podcast before. Um, we talked about, you know, being good, uh, looking for people to help and yeah. people who might need help. And mm-hmm. I talked about, you know, a woman walked down the side of the road and I didn't turn around and go back. And then, so that was on my heart the next time I saw somebody who I thought was going to, was in need. Um, and actually there's a follow up to that story. So it was only a few weeks ago. Actually it was in, it was mid, you know, October sometime. Uh, I saw a wreck, you know, so I pulled right, over right. And, and I, and, and there was an, uh, uh, an older woman who was kind of, she was not, she wasn't the cause of the wreck, mm-hmm. which I observed. I saw the whole thing. Um, but she, she'd sent me a, a thank you note, uh, like the next day saying, yeah. Hey, you know, thank you for being there and keeping me calm. And, and, and otherwise I would have been very nervous and scared. And, and so I was, I felt like I was there to help her out in that situation. Right. But come to find out, um, the Plot story twist. was not over. Yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> Um, a, a few days last week, actually, uh, I got a letter in the mail that I'd been subpoenaed <laughs> that the guy who had, did cause this wreck, 
uh, is fighting the ticket. Is trying to blame it on her or something? Uh, you know, I just don't know. I'm going through all that, putting all these Ooh. these things and making them up in my mind. But based on some of the things I saw at the at the scene of the accident, I'm like, this guy's just trying to we, we was find put blame on anybody else but himself. Yeah. So he's really putting her through going through this again. Mm-hmm. And now I'm I'm thinking, wow, okay. I was not only there to, <laughs> to call. Yeah, now you get to time. now you get to defend someone who yeah. may have been defenseless otherwise. Exactly That's right. Cool. That's exactly right. That's so, cool. I mean, that is a real life example of God working behind yeah. the scenes. So, yeah. um, it, the story continues, and I'll keep I'll keep you updated in a, yeah. in a few weeks when we yeah. go to trial. But, um, you know, it, it. How many times has that happened? Do we have those kind of unexplained? coincidences or whatever and it's like you know what well it, be- it begs the question for me in the middle of when we're going through jacked up things yeah. in the middle of jacked up circumstances how how do we how do we look for God like what it, yes what's best go. practices in the middle of these circumstances mm-hmm. you know well I mean even in Harvey yeah I saw people that were completely right. calm and at peace and right. their house and everything inside it was just trash and gone yeah but they were happy and they were welcoming and thankful for people to come help. And mm-hmm. they they realized, and I'm like, well, there's something inside them that is helping them find mm-hmm. that yeah. um, goodness in, in the bad stuff. And that good can come out of that stuff. So, yeah. um, I, I, and I heard countless of other stories of, of that, people going through that. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. huge. Like, And I think the key is... Is like did I did I I don't know if I did on five fifteen but did I share the analogy I heard a pastor say about um, as a kid he would try and swim through those culvers under the ground have you ever no, heard me share uh, story? I don't think so so he was telling the story about how he used to go uh, through these culvers and very dangerous we don't recommend that yeah don't us. kids uh, if you're listening at home don't try <laughs> this at home um, but they, he used to he and his friends used to do that but then he saw a commercial of like uh, you know one of those army like sign up for the army kind of commercials yeah. and they're like swimming through something oh, like that, yeah, you know, yeah. with like water full <laughs> to the top. And what they would do is they would turn over and there would just be just a little bit of space yep. between them and the top, but enough air to breathe. Mm-hmm. And so even though it looked like they were going to be drowning, they were able to find air. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the, the point of the pastor was making, and I, and I resonated with this during Harvey is that when it looks like we're drowning, we might just try and swim through there as fast as possible and keep our, but our faces in this water yeah. and you may not make it that way. And that's exhausting and really difficult. But what, what he learned from what those, the army guys were doing is if you can just turn over and you can find that little bit of air, yeah. then you can, you can make it through that. And I wonder in the middle of our circumstances, if sometimes we get overwhelmed by the brokenness mm-hmm. around us. We look at our circumstances and we allow that to overtake us and we're not allowing ourselves to turn over and see where God is, is working, even if it's in little bitty places yeah. and it's behind the scenes. And I like that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's huge for us. Um, and the, the other question I had is, as you read this book, like we see the narrative of God's story uh, of what God's doing to be the redeemer, mm-hmm. because on Sunday I made the comparison of of Boaz to God being being the redeemer that brings us into the family. That at whatever cost, He sends His 
firstborn son to pay the price so mm-hmm. that we could be brought into the family and that we could have inheritance. And we see that in this one little four chapter book <laughs> in the middle of the Old Testament. And so I just wonder how much we are exploring the whole narrative of what God's done in the Bible. And I bet like that it's not too often that we even are preaching the Old Testament in, in church. We're studying it in different ways. I wonder how often we're overwhelmed by how different the context is in the Old Testament. We don't study it and read yeah, it and see definitely. what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I just want to challenge us all to, to know that the narrative is there. Like the New Testament and Jesus coming is, is the answer to what the, old, the whole Old Testament is asking for and searching and longing for the entire time. And so as we come into a time of Advent, I just... Man, this book is so good. Yeah. Like, not just Ruth, I mean the Bible. Right. It is so good. It is God's narrative of him bringing a messy rescue to bring his people back to himself. Mm-hmm. And that's just a beautiful thing to me. This is definitely, I mean, this is why people can read the Bible over and over yeah. again. And, yeah. and you know, they don't get bored with it. <laughs> right. Like you might uh, another uh, piece of fiction or, you know, some little novelization because there's just so much interwoven and behind the scenes and inferred and and uh, you know you you read about it in the old testament and all of a sudden in the new testament you're like wait a minute yeah there's a connection between yeah. that so yeah, yeah yeah that's that's awesome so uh challenge let me just challenge our folks this all week right. it's thanksgiving maybe you're overwhelmed with circumstances mm-hmm. maybe um maybe things have been difficult for you recently whether it's because you were flooded in the in the hurricane or family circumstances or whatever it is i want you to look for that little bit of air to breathe look look for where god's working uh and celebrate that and be thankful for that and and i think as we celebrate the victories as we look for those little god sightings uh god's gonna show us some even cooler things that he's doing all around us that we're not even aware of so um, and enjoy, see, see your family, uh, celebrate your family yeah. this week. Enjoy those moments. Um, and, and I hope it's, it's full of God's blessings, uh, wherever y'all are. We're praying for you guys. Um, be safe traveling and, uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. Advent's coming. So I know yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said last week, I'm really excited about what we can do here on the 515 podcast. Yeah. Yeah. With Advent. Yeah. Because... You know, you have again a, f- a finite amount of time on Sundays to yeah. to devote to each one of those, and uh, Christmas is such an awesome time. So right, let's do it. We <laughs> need your we need your questions, folks. So yeah. uh, if you have questions about sermons after Sunday, please submit them. Uh, we love to answer them. Right now, uh, Jason and I are kind of pulling stuff out, mm-hmm. uh, questions that we think you might have, but it'd be really cool if we knew the questions you do have, and so. Try and submit those. Yeah, to and us. you know you're familiar enough with the, the overall story, kind of a high level. Mm-hmm. You can send them early. You don't have to wait for right, <laughs> the right. fourth week of Advent to to submit that question. You can send yeah. that right away. And yeah, yeah. So if you have, have even if they're oddball questions, they yeah. don't fit with any anything going on. Um, this is the this is the format that I would love to take take on those questions. Have you ever had a pastor simply tell you you can ask anything? Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. You so are. if you have any questions, submit those and and we'd love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear testimony about what God's doing uh, through all of our podcasts and and how that's encouraging you. That'd be cool for us to hear. Uh, it helps us uh, know where we can grow and mm-hmm. how we can improve. I uh, echo that 100. 
thousand percent. Hundred thousand percent. That's yep. a lot, people. That's a lot. All right. God, God bless y'all. We'll talk All to you right, next have time. A great one. Take care.